0: Hello, welcome to What She's Thinking. I'm your host Greg Schwartz, your coach for online dating. I'm asking a group of women questions on dating, sex, and other topics, all submitted by men like you. To get your questions answered, go to makeonlinedatingfun.com/questions. So here's the interview.
1: Uh, my name is Patricia. I'm 37. I'm from the East Coast, and I've lived in four different countries. Uh, I'm a startup founder. And I travel a lot around the world, but I'm based in San Francisco for now. And I've always been in monogamous relationships. In dating, I think that I'm I'm kind of full spectrum. When it's specifically a date, I'm probably uh, slower to warm up than if it's just meeting up with friends and doing something fun or meeting up with someone new and doing something fun with less of a context around dating. And... Uh, I'm like I, I don't know. I think I open up on details, and I'm happy to share anything. But I probably don't like get super crazy, uh, and you know, too early on or ever. Maybe I don't know if I ever get
0: really crazy. When you say so crazy, do you mean enthusiasm, or do you mean like crazy, like wild party? What's crazy mean there?
1: Yeah, any of that.
0: Okay. So not, not like large levels of enthusiasm, not, you know, going to, to a wild party. Yeah, kind
1: of I have a pretty even keeled temperament. In cool. fact, my ex says that I'm the most even keeled female that he's ever met. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> my mother always says the happiest people are happy couples. The next happiest people are single women. Uh, so uh, I've spent a lot of time not in relationships and had some also good relationships. Uh, and I would love a long-term dedicated relationship, but I've always um, prioritized making sure that I am meeting friends and have all the other things in my life. And I, I do think friendship is critical to um, to determine if I can also be in a relationship with someone.
2: I'm uh, Anna. Um, I grew up in French Caribbean. Um which probably has a very different culture in terms of um, dating, whatever that means, in terms of relationship between men and women, Um, in terms of arts, dancing and uh, intimacy, touch, everything is different. (laughs) Yet there are some similarities, obviously. Um, I lived in four different countries for the past six years. I've been traveling a lot. I've been to Australia, where people would say to me that I have um, that I can be too physical at times. (laughs) Um, I think there is a word for that. Oh, public display of affection, PDA. I've been told that in the street. I was like, "Oh, what?" (laughs) There is a word for that. Anyway, and then after I moved to Singapore and then I moved to Dallas, Texas, and then San Francisco. And San Francisco is definitely one of the best places on earth when you don't know what dating means, Uh, which means basically if you don't value date or whatever that means, then San Francisco is a really great city because everything else go before that. As opposed to other cities where dating is like a part of your life um, in a way or being with someone or raising a family, having children, dog, yards, whatever. Dating is not my priority right now. I like meeting people. I like um, to test chemistry. I like when things are new and exciting. Um, So I'm probably not the match um, for people who are very in a hurry to be in a relationship. Um, I take my time to be friend. I take my time to be intimate. Uh, although intimacy in terms of vulnerability, I'm not talking about physical intimacy where I can, I can be physical intimate with someone without actually knowing them personally, but I differentiate actually my emotion and my, my body. Um, and I found men here, um, very enthusiastic, very fast. And I'm not sure where it's coming from. But if you are, to me, too enthusiastic, you can also leave as fast as you arrive. Um, and um, that's why I really uh, like a pace that feels good. Um, and, yeah, that's my dating style, I guess. Um, yeah, making sure we are friends first. If we cannot be my friend, actually, you cannot really be a lover. Yeah. Um, and you have to be a little kinky, a little nothing too <laughs> crazy. Um, it's great to stare at each other's eye for thirty minutes, but at some point <laughs> we need to go through another step. Um, and uh, and when it changes, it's kind of uh, it's kind of nicer. I found. Um, I do not judge though. Um, Sex will be always nice anyway. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be all the time amazing um, if there is a connection and if we can laugh. Um, because sex sometimes is just to release uh, whatever we need to release. It's not like, oh, we need to have that bone every
1: single time.
0: What are your biggest turn-ons before sex?
1: I mean, I think kissing is really important. And I, I think major deal breaker is a bad kisser. Too much like wetness or just a weak kisser that can't figure out kind of getting into a rhythm with the other person. Um and then I also think breathing in the ears, kissing on the neck, things like that um are not given enough credit. Uh and so that maybe that's kind of in the foreplay category.
0: It's totally fine.
1: Yeah. Beyond that, I think it's back to the presence kind of thing and not seeming too much with a specific agenda and yet still making it very clear that there's there's an att- attraction and a chemistry that you would be interested to pursue. That's a little vague, but I think you have to feel that out a little bit.
0: When you say not a specific agenda, but there is <laughs> clear attraction, can you clarify a little bit of like, what does that look like in terms of behavior?
1: Well, I would say a specific agenda would be like, oh i want to have sex right now and again back to the previous point and it's great that you're right here it makes it convenient making someone feel that way versus being like i'm i'm attracted to you there seems to be chemistry i would like to kiss you and see where it goes from there there's subtleties that make those two things feel very different
2: well my biggest turn on is is a conversation that we're having, if we're having a conversation, then I wanna feel like we are having some chemistry in terms of understanding and what we care about or how do we frame those conversations. I think it's the biggest turn on. And I found that the self composed voice, um, when men take pause, when they stand up in a way that they're not afraid of um silence like very intentional and short silence um it gives them an attitude that actually f- i found it pretty pretty sexy and i think it's a major turn on uh it's not specifically how they look it's mostly how they articulate their thoughts um but they need they need to be conscious enough They need to be intentional, mindful in their speaking, yet they also need to have sense of humor, which I found is not necessarily happening all the time. It's also very conscious, very mindful, and every question is very loaded and everything is serious (laughs) or... Sense of humor, um, halfway asshole, not full assholes, it doesn't work, but halfway just for the sense of humor.
1: And then this is actually very attractive when you manage that balance. I would actually agree with that, like some snarkiness, uh, which I don't think is as common on the West Coast
0: as in other places, yeah. is extremely attractive. Uh, And even a little bit of banter. You said halfway asshole. Is that the snarkiness that she was referring to? Or is that a different quality of of what most people would think of as asshole? Is quite a bit wider than just snarkiness.
2: In terms of sense of humor, in terms of how he likes to play with words, I think this is the type of halfway asshole I'm I'm thinking. Um, And it could be just a sense of humor. It could be just being witty. Or it could be just... um, the art of sed- seduction, which can be slightly manipulative, but it could be also a game and it doesn't have to be completely manipulative, but it doesn't have to be also very serious and there's actually no uh, entertaining um, attitude towards um, dating. Because dating should not be, for me at least, um, towards the end goal. It has to be enjoyable within the process. Um, so that's why um, when it's when there is a sense of humor, I think it it actually play things a little more lighter, and it goes at usually a pace that I feel is great uh, because I'm slow, but well, it's just me.
1: I think um, it's also, but I but I agree with you. Like I think that wittiness or the banter back and forth is an indicator of emotional intelligence and that you're actually listening, listening, but it's not too serious. Right, like you get the rhythm, you kind of can speak this is not always emotional intelligence, but you can understand the same language and you can play around with it without okay. it getting too too heavy and especially early on. I think that's important. Yeah.
0: So it sounds like what you're saying is the, the sort of halfway assholeness is not so much about him thinking of himself instead of you. It's the playful banter, it's the snarkiness, it's the sort of listening and playing off of the things you're talking about. Is that right?
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't know, you say what you think, but I I think it's also like there's a difference between assholes that come off as overly arrogant and think they're great and they're not really listening to you, and guys that are maybe a little bit too confident for their own good, but they can listen and they'll take feedback and they, you know, they are actually intelligent, so it's fine that they're somewhat confident.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah, totally. That's um, also what I think, yeah. We're soulmates.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Nice. What are your biggest turn-ons during sex?
1: Anything seeming too robotic where you're going through a very rigid process or the same process every time is extremely unattractive. Um, And I will definitely lose interest very quickly. Uh, And again, that, that requires some sort of feedback loops, maybe doing some homework... Uh, on, I don't care what you use YouTube talking to other people, uh, I think is really helpful. And
0: just uh, to be clear, the homework was to find new ways of doing things that aren't robotic, right?
1: That They're not robotic and that are also not the same position and the same technique every time. Yeah. And then, you know, it's also realistically, this is, this is an interaction between two people. I uh, <laughs> and, uh, or more if that's your thing. Uh, but, uh, but I think that means there's some level of communication. So whether it's verbal communication or not, and many times it is nice if it doesn't have to be all verbal, uh, but playing around with trying different things and seeing, preferably, I would agree, the bodily response that both parties enjoy it, uh, and then maybe later having a conversation on with whether you you did. Mm-hmm.
0: Following on on that, to give you a little more time to think, what's the body language that you will have if you're enjoying something during sex?
1: I mean, obviously, like, if you can no longer control your body, like, that probably means it feels good. Uh, I would say – but actually, I would say sometimes uh, men go too hard on certain things. So, like, oral sex, things like that, because – I think maybe for men, it's that simple. (laughs) Um, And so maybe not always going as hard and just checking in on strength of uh, like touch and things like that are really important and vary dramatically by female.
0: Very, very much.
1: Yeah. So I think that's important. But honestly, I I imagine the response is quite different. And I think some women are more verbal and some aren't. I also have this theory that a, a lot of women particularly maybe American women or others have been socialized to encourage men to think that they're like really great. And so they might actually just be kind of pretending. I don't want to make anyone feel like really insecure. Um, But sometimes they're just like kind of pretending, just like you might be pretending once in a while. Um, And that's why I think at some point it is kind of having some conversation around could I, it's interesting because like when people have asked me afterwards, Hey, Hey, What do you like? Did you like this? I have to pause and then also think through if I liked it or not. But I actually really like when that happens because it forces me to also kind of more consciously realize what I enjoy.
2: So
0: for Um, you, yeah.
2: So the question is the biggest turn on during sex. Yeah. Meaning that the thing that will make me come the
0: fastest. That is... (laughs) Also, something that you could talk about, but what I would say more is what's going to move you from, you know, maybe smoldering to full-on arousal, or maybe even not that aroused to arousal.
2: Well, if I think about the biggest turn-on, it's pretty hard to do. It's pretty much a man that say no while I'm interested in him, and we started to actually foreplay, uh, which doesn't happen <laughs> very often, obviously. <laughs> Let's foreplay and then let's stop there. Um, I found that the pace um, that I'm choosing, choosing—it's I'm not, I'm not choosing that pace consciously. I think my body is choosing that pace. And there are many times where I can go um, longer or not longer. And it will depend on how I see that man. So my body um, will react in a way that there are some men. Right away, I can tell this one. It he can do anal without any issue. (laughs) This one, it's not going to (laughs) happen. So I guess it's just the way my body reacts in a way, and I just intuitively know. Um, Now, the biggest, I have some small turn-on too. It could be be biting my ear. It could be uh, pulling my hair or um, some sort of very slight choking. But it cannot be done with... Anyone, it's it has. I know right away that some men could do that, and some other men. It's not. It's not happening. It doesn't mean that if it's there's no those turn on, it's gonna be bad. Not at all. It can be very different, but also very great in another gentle ways, in another more more foreplay, longer longer time, and yeah. So there's just different moment for different situation with different body um bodies and behavior pretty much yeah
0: how would you rate your sex drive that could be 1 to 10 that could be you know high medium low but how would you rate your sex drive
2: yeah i yeah i think i'm i have a probably an average high um drive for sex um i need um sex on a quite regular basis but not too much either um, I think a, a couple of times a, m- a month are, are, are great now if I have a long-term partner then I would expect more if I don't have partner and I'm single then uh, yeah at least two times a week or maybe less if it's not one partner um that is available consistently so
1: yeah. I'm gonna go back to your maybe it's not twenties versus thirties, but uh I, I would say um in my thirties actually I'll just go in thirties. In my thirties I feel like my sex drive was is has been the highest um and in you know i think maybe that's also i don't know stress levels or whatever uh but I, I you know ideally if not in a relationship yeah like at least once every two weeks would be a minimum to like be manageable uh and then you know ideally you know, it peaks like once or twice a day. Um, And, but again, that also requires, you know, actually finding someone that you want to do that with and it also being interesting enough on a regular basis. Uh, So I don't think that's usually something that kind of sustains itself for very long. Uh, And then I think actually, you know, I feel it's calmed down a bit, but again, it's when you start not just prioritizing the physical as much as actually wanting a deeper relationship and feeling that being a priority and maybe calming other things. Um, And maybe it's hormonal differences as well. So I would say now, yeah, like, you know, at least a few times a month would still be ideal, Uh, single, and then probably much more. Um, But I don't know, actually, I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since I've been in a kind of a longer term relationship, but I feel like, yeah, that at least the first few years of that, then you still want pretty regular sex.
0: Outside of online dating, what are the best venues to meet potential partners?
1: So I recently have this philosophy that online dating is great to meet new people and maybe you'll meet them again and realize you have something in common and maybe by chance it'll work. But sometimes I think actually uh, online dating throws you off because you're automatically uh, looking for people based on more superficial things or the things that you believe is what you're looking for. Um, And then you might get biased by actually feeling that chemistry or greater connection, because you have set like a kind of like horse blinders on the intention around finding someone. But I actually really value it because you meet really interesting people. um, And I think, you know, obviously, it's worked for a lot of people. So my preference is, and when I've usually met people in racial relationships at work is obviously school or through friend networks or at conferences, um, where I, you know, and running into people again, but obviously, you know, that's, that's not always as easy said as done, but back to find a group, find a hobby. And sometimes when you're as annoying as it is, and everyone always says this, it, it, when you're not looking as hard and you're trying to kind of find what makes you happy, you you will f- find other people that, that have similar interests.
2: I found Burning Man a really nice place to find potential partners uh, for whatever reasons. But it also depends on what you're looking for, right? Um, I do like Meeting people kind of organically
1: as friends with no agenda.
0: How do you show a guy that you're not interested in him?
1: I actually have lots of guy friends. uh, And, you know, possibly some of them have had other interests. But I just talk either about exes a lot or... Or people that I am interested in and sometimes emphasize why I think they're attractive that and it tends to be something that's different from my male friend. And that's actually how I I position myself as like the cool girl that can hang out with the guys but clearly not interested. Some guys still don't get it. And honestly, I don't think you have to talk about anything for guys if they're interested to think that you're interested. I've had conversations with men where they thought we had this like great bond and connection and in retrospect, well, it was funny to me cause I'm like, fine, I can talk to anyone. Uh, but it was actually them just talking about something and talking and talking and then me just kind of a- agreeing cause I can do that. Um, but it wasn't a connection. It was the guy talking about something and me being like cool with it. That's fine. And being whatever. But sometimes it's worth checking is there like an actual two-way conversation? And I totally geek out. I think there's almost nothing sexier than honestly even geeking out on work or common interests and brainstorming on, on new ideas. Um, uh, but it, a brainstorm is, is, is two-way.
0: Any last things you really appreciate when men do?
1: Uh, I th- I think communication and effective communication is really important. And I think... Uh, To your point, uh, it depends on the stage. So I think early on, it's important to communicate with some frequency to show interest. And maybe that's, I don't know, a few times a week uh, or even more often if you're having trouble meeting up. Uh, I think communicating and making a decision. So back and forth saying, let's meet up this day. Okay, let's meet up this day. No, actually, how about this day? How about say, at some point, it's like, do you wanna meet up or not? Um, And someone needs to make decision on the details if the other person's not. Um, So I think that's in the very early stage, just show you're actually interested and cut through some of the logistics. Once you know that you are dating, more, I think more communi- frequent communication is good, though honestly, I'm not always the best at it, especially when I'm traveling. But I actually, even early stage, and for example, like online dating, if people cannot communicate with me through like a written message here or there, or whatever, send me a WhatsApp, like you know, verbal message or WeChat, I don't care, but that is nice. Because if I don't talk to you when I'm away and I can't talk to you remotely or when I'm busy, then again, the connection begins to, to erode. And I really don't like excess emojis. And I like to say to people that I do not speak emoji. I get it. They're fun. um, And they're okay once in a while, but I do, you know, call me a traditionalist. I don't know. I like words and sentences, like whole sentences, Um, or voice messenger. Actually, I think it's really amazing when people pick up the phone and even it's just to be like, Hey, uh, this is much faster for me to coordinate something with you tonight. That is exactly what (laughs) what
0: I tell my guys to do is call and be like, Hey, so let's set up the first date. How about this time? And just do it real time.
1: And it actually saves a lot of your time because then you can say, what are your dietary pre- restrictions or preferences? I'm thinking maybe this. Is that cool? Or, you know, where will you be coming from so we can find a place that's in between? Or, you know, what are other things that I should know about your week to be aware of? And I don't always do it either, honestly, because it's so easy to text and to throw it in there. But I think if you're really interested, that's. The extra effort you should take, and also you will actually save more time and build a stronger connection. I also just think everyone should be retrained to to speak to each other. I think some talk around what you're actually looking for is important. A lot of people don't actually have the answer, but I think it's important to establish uh, what stage people are at because people are always at different stages of availability or the seriousness of of what they yes. want. Totally. And I think you actually should keep asking it as you meet, because some people also feel like societal pressure around what they think they want versus what they they actually want. Uh, I'm sure I've like answered the wrong thing a number of times, um, but actually being pushed to rethink about it is really helpful. Well, I like
2: when men respect my pace, <laughs> um, which means... Um, I want to go at a certain speed and sometimes I don't want to go too fast and sometimes I don't want to go too slow and I know it's very complicated or at least it seems, but when there is a match, the man knows intuitively how to um, have a similar pace as I am. So he's interested, but he's not over-enthusiastic about uh, meeting me. I don't think that you should be, uh, and I should not be either. I feel like, um, and I know it's hard, and I know (laughs) I should not maybe say that, but if you're overly enthusiastic, I'm I'm trying to understand what that means. But you also need to follow up and show me that you are enthusiastic. So it's a very tiny line, and I know how complex it might be. Um, but that's that's what I think. I like when the pace of things um, is respected—not um, too fast, not too slow. Which means that we don't text every every day because we just met and we're having like a superb date. I don't think things work like this. Um, but if you text one night and then you text three weeks after or a month after at 10 p.m., then obviously <laughs> it's not going to work either. Um, so the pace is important.
0: What are your top two languages of love?
1: Well, remind me what they are. Oh,
0: sure. <laughs> gifts. Um, so gifts, Part, oh no. uh, acts of service, gifts of service, quality time, physical touch, and words of affirmation.
1: Probably quality time and acts of service. Yeah, I'm
2: the same. Uh, quality time and act of service. Although I also like touch. um,
0: yeah, getting nodding on that. The idea is just what are the two most important, but you value all five of them. Thanks for listening. To help other men find the podcast, please rate it on iTunes and write a review. Also, I'd love to hear your feedback. Which question did you find most helpful? Email me, greg at com. And remember, to get your questions answered, go to com slash questions.
2: But we are talking about how...
0: You prefer to receive I prefer love.
1: to receive, yes. not give. Yeah, not
0: give.
1: What about making strategic introductions? Does that act as acts ser- service. Act of service? <laughs> <laughs>